Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. And I just finished um, a week-long dive into augmented reality, and specifically augmented reality in enterprise and business at the Augmented World Expo show, which happened in Santa Clara last week. Um, And it was pretty amazing where we got to see how some of this emerging tech and a tech trend is actually uh, being being put to use um, in business, making money, helping people do what they do. And I also took a really deep dive into augmented reality with the real estate vertical. I was just at a show called PCBC, um, which is a builder's conference that happened um, in San Francisco, and it was fantastic, but also looking at augmented reality in real estate. So I'm really excited to combine all of these themes together in today's show with the fabulous Emily Ullman, who is CEO and co-founder of Spatial First. And we're going to get into what that's all about. But let's have a big Tech Cat welcome for Emily Ullman. Wild. <laughs> welcome, Emily. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Lori. Great. Thank you. It's great to be here. The the audience is hard to fit into my uh, podcast office, but they manage to do it every week. So I I don't know how it happens. (laughs) But Emily, (laughs) Emily, you and I met through the the circle of augmented reality, powerful women, because there are so many great women working in immersive technology. So I want to hear all about what you're doing with Spatial First, and you also founded a company called Hopscotch Interactive. Um, so there's lots of really cool um, things that you're up to. So tell us all about you. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a journey that goes back. It's 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 kind of amazing. You know, I I did my college thesis uh, on cyborgs uh, back in the day, and so I've sort of been grappling with this notion of you know, humans and machines, humans and technology, and where we intersect for, for many, many years. And um, I, I started off uh, working in the video game industry, working for a number of magazines and doing publishing and, um, you know, and then worked in the Japanese anime industry as well. And, and I was monetizing new media, so selling um, ad space, ad units for the early World Wide Web and, and uh, video on demand and working on new business models. And so, you know, I've, I've had this passion for trying to uh, figure out how to sell things that haven't been sold before and how to, how to approach new technology and figure out how do we make it useful, how do we, um, you know, make, turn it into a viable product that people can actually purchase and, and work with and learn from. So, um, you know, a few years back, I was working at a technology startup in the Bay Area doing prop tech. So this is this combination of property and property marketing and property management and technology. And that led me to, um, that led me to start to get into 3D scanning and 3D capture uh, with that business. And uh, so that company uh, ended up uh, folding, didn't work out. 
Um, it was a little bit too early, but I, I took the 3D scanning piece um, to start a business called Hopscotch Interactive uh, because I was very fascinated by uh, the 3D technology and mapping and, and what we could do with it. Um, my, my father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather were all builders and architects, so because of so many years and you know growing up around construction, I think that the built environment and the 3D capture of it really captivated my interest, and it was very exciting for me to be to be able to learn 3D photography. Um, and if you fast forward to when I actually met, um, you know, my co-founder of Spatial First, or or the company that would become Spatial First. Um, you know, that really initiated out of this desire which I had to take 3D models and to place them into a map because I felt like, you know, we have this incredible 3D scanning technology, but it, it sort of takes the model, but the model exists out of the context of where it's located and where it's actual places in the world. And um, a very, very forward-looking client of mine uh, was thinking about it from the other direction, thinking about how do we take a map and populate it with rich uh, interior content. And so that was, that was the beginning of Spatial First, was this uh, combination of, of technologies and the blending of the interior and the exterior map to, to tell a different story about a property. Uh, it's so interesting how this is all uh, cropping up now. Now, are consumers, your clients, uh, people who are, you know, about to buy something, are they aware that there's all this great technology out there? No. <laughs> no, it's a really good question. So when, if we look at just the property marketing piece of this, because we have to also keep in mind that, um, you know, there are, there are many things that we solve for when we, instead of just taking a 2D photograph or creating a 2D environment or a 2D scene, when we take that into the world of 3D. I'll talk, I'll just put a pin in that for a second, but um, most of the time when you're selling something like a property marketing um, visualization, like, like still photography or, for instance, um, even a Matterport scan or something of that nature, I would say for 90% of the people that are, are purchasing that, they don't, they don't need to know and they don't, they don't really have an interest in deeply understanding the technology that's behind it because that's not what matters to them. They're trying to sell a property or they're trying to market a space or, or mar- market something. So the, the deep technology that gets people like yourself and myself really excited about it is, is sort of beyond what they really think about very much. And so it's sort of my job as both a practitioner of, you know, creating 3D environments for people and as well as being a technologist and being, you know, leading a company that's building technology, I feel like it's my responsibility to sort of educate them and explain to them, you know, what a, everything we can do with it, but also why it's important that they know what they're, what they're getting themselves involved in by, by scanning their space or by creating a, a digital twin, if you will, of a property. And when you say Matterport, just because some of the folks listening may not know this world at all, Matterport is a company that's very well known for uh, creating immersive experiences for real estate, creating 3D visualizations, correct? That's correct. So Matterport was one of the early, it was pretty much the earliest end-to-end product that was both a camera system that you could use to 
take uh, and automatically stitch together 360 photos. So it's a it's a it's a complete system. So it's a camera that has six lenses and also has infrared scanner in it. Um, so the infrared scanner measures the depth and does depth measurements as the camera spins around on a tripod. And so when you move the camera throughout a space, you're collecting the imagery, the sort of the the HDR, you know, high quality imagery that's that is being uh, captured. But then you're also creating a map. You're creating a, a digital dollhouse and getting. Um, which some of the more tech um, savvy folks would know is, you know, creating like a point cloud um, and generating data um, or like an OBJ file, which can be used to look at as a 3D model. Um, those kinds of, uh, those are the things that can be generated when you're using both, so the Matterport system for photography, but then also um, for generating that map um, of so a space. So it's kind of like um, almost... I mean, this is a real big leap, but for those people that don't play in the space, almost like a Photoshop for creating, you know, 3D images that represent your property. And then you could bring that asset, that file, into a variety of other things. And that's what's so exciting about right now is that all is that the real estate and construction world are kind of used to working in 3D models, but they're not used to pulling the 3D models into environments that then the seller and the buyer can jump into and physically be in that world. And that's where things start to get really cool, right? It gets really cool. And that's really sort of the fundamental basis of, of a lot of the virtual experiences is that, uh, of course, we can both simultaneously, you know, kind of co-pilot a, a virtual tour where it's a slideshow or we can be, uh, you know, we can be looking at photographs together, whether we're, you're where you are and I'm where I am and we want to look at a space together. We can have that experience now, but to, to like be able to actually, you know, jump into that space like you would be able to do if you put that same 3D model into, say, a, a VR headset or, or you projected it in a way um, using augmented reality, um, maybe on a mobile device um, or in a, in a heads-up display, uh, like a wearable device. Those are the things that you enable once you have the this, this scan or once you have a 3D version of an environment. Uh, so, yeah, construction, they, they've been doing this for a long time, and they use it for everything from, you know, understand they, they call it clash detection when they, they say, well, does the built environment match what I was planning to build with my architectural plans? Um, you know, they'll do a scan to make sure that everything on the job site is running perfectly. Um, but it hasn't been used by consumers, and it hasn't been something that's been available for that long um, at the price point that it is available now. So because of that, that you start to seeing it become more of a ubiquitous um, uh, visualization that people can share and, and experience together. So, yeah, you're right. It's um, It's been prolific in other industries, but has just made it in the last few years um, into a significant portion of also just residential real estate marketing, et cetera. Well, this is exciting stuff. Now, we're going to take a, a short break, and when we come back, we're going to dig into some some trends around this. And another expression for this is spatial con- computing. Um, so we're going to talk deep into spatial computing um, with, with Emily really leading the conversation about all the great work she's doing. So we'll be back in a moment with Emily more about real estate and augmented reality and spatial computing on the Tech Cat Show.
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody. And we are back with the fabulous Emily Ullman, who's the CEO and co-founder of Spatial First, which is a, and I love this expression, a prop tech startup. Um, and it's all about spatial computing and real estate. So Emily um, is going to help us out. Just uh, uh, help us understand some of the trends happening in this space. And that will be a great overview for digging deeper into what you're doing at Spatial First. So tell us more about spatial computing and some of the trends that are floating around out there. Absolutely. So um, spatial computing is this term that the industry, you know, when I say the industry, the, uh, the world of virtual reality and augmented reality, um, we've really started to use this uh, as a catch-all for these, um, you know, next-generation computing platforms where in the future our, our 2D screen, so the screens that we've been using for the last, generation, so this last, um, you know, from the mobile era where we've been really looking at, at screens and flat screens and where spatial computing uh, starts to branch from that is when we start to have the ability for um, our devices to know exactly where they are and for them to be able to give us that um, information that is based on our location. And so, in a way, um, the this location um, is becomes a very critical piece of the way that we will interact with our devices and sort of the, the computing and information in the future. Um, in, in some ways, people sort of refer to it as like, okay, well, the computer falls falls away. We no longer need the computer, and the the world becomes our OS <laughs> and you know, our operating so system, or cool the building becomes the computer. 
or the uh, you know the devices that we are using and and uh, like such as our mobile phone uh, really become almost like a, a magic wand into um, into spatial or ambient computing, which then delivers content to us because it knows who we are, where we are, and uh, is just is more intuitive and available to us based on um, you know our like the the things that we should have access to or the things that we can grant others to have access to. You know, it's funny, it sounds very much like, um, and I've heard this expression many times, but that we're basically living in this big AR cloud right now, and we're just waiting for the devices to be able to access it all. Yeah, and that's like, that's really an important piece of all of this, because right now, um, you know, over the last year, um, there's been, since Ori Inbar, who is the founder of Augmented World Expo, published this article about um, the AR cloud, um, it, you know, and, and I think just from there really encapsulated what everybody was trying to put their finger on and wasn't really able to do, but to say, okay, the AR cloud will be this, this uh, you know, depending on how you, how you define it, it's either going to be this, um, you know, one-to-one digital map uh, of, you know, of the digital world that maps to the physical world where we know the XYZ coordinates of, of every, you know, piece of Earth and therefore we can attach content to it. Um, uh, and, and, yes, like in order to be able to access that information, though, we still need an interface. We still need to have all the other things that have made it possible for, to, for us to interact with content thus far. So that's where we, you know, with the company that I'm building now with Spatial First, we're, we're approaching this from, yes, the AR cloud and spatial computing are going to completely disrupt the way that we understand and, and, you know, and, and interact with content in the future, and with our physical environment. Um, but we are therefore creating, and that's why we named the company Spatial First, is because, you know, we're taking this spatial approach to um, understanding what needs to happen and being able to create an interface for interacting with content spatially. So we're really on the frontier um, with our application, which is built in, in augmented reality, you know, using augmented reality. I mean, it's from that's the ground so cool. up um, a spatial interface. Well, so my question for you is, and this is just something that occurred to me, walking around Augmented World Expo, which had this fantastic exhibitor floor, but there were so many um, glass vendors, and at least the glasses in AR are so much easier to deal with, right? They're not the big HMDs, the head-mounted displays. But, you know, is this a normal part of any sort of product development path where there are so many competitors at first and then they'll all go away and it'll just be Apple and, and Amazon and Google or do you see- <laughs> it might be uh, I hope I hope that you know because we everybody I talk to sort of looks at this as yes there's a lot of companies that are developing and creating hardware but in a way it's the early days and so it's like a tabula rasa a, a blank slate for us to be able to sort of imagine a world where it's not totally dominated by one you know, private entity. Um, and I think that's a lot of the stuff behind, um, you know, for instance, like the Open AR Cloud Foundation is really working hard because they have a vision for everything to be more open. And, and when you look at the hardware, you know, those are, those are tools to be able to access the information, right? And so 
I don't know. I don't know who will shake out in the end as being the winner. I mean, many people will say, of course, Apple coming late in the game or, or Google making their moves later. Um, they, that's what they're working on behind closed doors, and then they're going to come in and, and you know, they, it's like they say the elephant wakes up and, and rolls over everybody that is the next, you know, that's been trying so hard to build stuff. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, it could happen. Many of the companies will fail. But, um, you know, it, it just makes sense that it's going to, you know, that eventually we will be interacting with, um, you know, with these devices that are wearables. It's it's just I think that that is an inevitability, but um, you know we're building right now for mobile, um, for instance, because of the ubiquity, because mobile devices. There's already a billion uh, AR enabled um, mobile devices on the planet, so we are we think that the that the um, the best way to reach mass market adoption is of course to to build for mobile and then to be able to port to wearable devices certainly. Um, but but we're not we aren't we aren't betting on that as the first step um, for us for our interface. Now a lot of people are concerned about all this new technology, and a lot of it is powered by artificial intelligence, specifically around machine learning for a lot of AR. But a lot of people are worried that people are going to be disintermediated from careers and opportunities and jobs, and we're going to be looking at you know a, a big open job. Uh, depletion, you know, um, what, what are your thoughts about that? Cause to me, you know, I have a nine year old and this sounds like, you know, a whole new bunch of career opportunities to play in this space and create solutions, leveraging, you know, what spatial first is doing. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts yeah. about that? And, and you could be kind of negative too. I mean, I think it's mostly positive. We're going to go through an awkward period, but I, I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. So I also have a nine-year-old. I also have a five-year-old, and uh, you know they're in the in the public school system and and getting you know a great education. But you know it's important that we think about the jobs that will be available to our children and to ourselves in the future. And for me, you know, I I definitely uh, am a strong believer in you know, having a, a very uh, diverse education. But I, I also believe that, you know, and this wasn't true for my generation, but um, that understanding um, and being able to program computers and to write code, that that is uh, literacy for, you know, for our children now. And that by not teaching that in school and by not being able to give our kids the ability to, um, you know, have a hand in what is written and how the future is written, um, then we are doing them a disservice. So, for, and especially as a person who's studied many languages, um, you know, and also my kids are, are being raised uh, multilingual, I feel like that is going to be the big challenge is to making, to making sure that we have this, um, you know, that we don't create, uh, we don't want to create a vacuum of jobs uh, simply by moving towards AI and ML, but it is, it is inevitable for some jobs. So, it's really critical that we, you know, both think about ways to retrain. And I think a lot of these, these jobs in technology um, from like 3D modeling, all of the 3D, all of the knowledge around, uh, you know, uh, programming, those are all going to be extremely valuable to have in addition to the things that people are passionate about, um, you know, because it doesn't have to be the only thing that people, can, you know, work on. But, um, but I think it's a part of literacy for us moving forward. 
I think those are all uh, really smart breaks. Um, and, you know, I, what, I, what I've noticed, and I was doing this a couple years ago, was just buying my kid all the connected toys um, so that mm-hmm. she was coding, coding visually, you know, just drag and dropping cause and effect. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, you're seeing all these programs launch in schools. And so obviously we're entering this environment that um, that that's going to be normal to have, you know, that's going to have to be normal for us as a as a um, country to be competitive, but also just for for our kids to have the skills necessary to move forward. Um, and we have to take a break in a moment. When we come back, um, you know, I want to circle back to, to Spatial First um, and, and talk a little bit more about just speaking about consumers, because your clients are the professionals. They're dealing with consumers. So it's like a B to B to C pipeline. So I'd love your thoughts on like, how is B going to meet C and how is Spatial First sort of umbrellaing all of these uh, behaviors? Because there are a lot of Luddites out there, you know, regular people yeah. who really just, you know, can't wrap their head around this stuff, who are buying homes, who have the disposable cash to fix their homes, who are doing all of these things, and who are, are you know, very, I think, intimidated. I mean, I see so many of my mom friends with kids in high school who maybe are redoing their kitchens or things like that, and they have just never you know, put on a, a VR thing and they'll be terrified to do it. Um, you know, yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> what are the, yeah. What are the things that we need to do? Because we do have to always keep C in mind as we go to that B to B to B pathway. Right. Um, and I'm sure that, that you guys yeah. talk about that a lot. So when we come back on the tech show, we're going to be talking more with the fabulous Emily Ullman, um, who's CEO of Spatial First. We've been digging into this fascinating world of property visualization and augmented reality as it um, gets into enterprise and impacts the future of building construction and real estate. More on the Tech Cat Show when we come back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
the business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back. We're talking about one of the hottest uh, tech trends around right now, and that's augmented reality for enterprise and business, and specifically around the real estate vertical. And we've been chatting with the CEO of Spatial First, Emily Ullman, about what this means for for the industry. Um, And I was just wondering about the consumer, since in the end this is all going to end up as a tool for the consumer to help them visualize what they're buying and help a professional sell to them. So, Emily, I'd love your thoughts on, like, how do we get that consumer engaged and what are we doing, you know, where are they going to jump on the train? Yeah, and I think that they are already jumping on the train, perhaps without knowing it. And I think that's the best uh, use case or the best way for us to kind of get into everybody's hands. Like, if you look at the... Uh, you know, the filters on Snap and people using augmented reality um, would be a Facebook and augmenting themselves. Uh, you know, I really think that people just wouldn't describe it as augmented reality, but they would just describe it as fun and they would describe it as, oh, look, you know, I, I was able to create this cool thing or somebody sent me something that was you know, tracking my face or makeup applications for augmented reality. Um, and then also, you know, uh, uh, the other day I was showing a friend of my father's who's, you know, over 80 years old, and I was showing him um, the IKEA app, right? Because in the IKEA app, you can place furniture um, using augmented reality, and you could see what it looks like in your home um, and for any of the products that has the little AR symbol from the app. And it was like the, the way that connected the dots for him and the way that he saw how this was going to be the future because, you know, he just hadn't seen it before. And I think that's really the key is like, oh, augmented reality isn't this scary thing. It isn't totally unapproachable, but it has to be used for something that fits a need. And then when it fits a need, it's like, oh, hey, I I was able to solve this problem better using augmented reality. And um, at that point, you know, obviously he had me helping him explain to him, like, okay, well, you know, here's how we do it. We place the we place the lawn chair here, and uh, but his, his eyes lit up because he got it, you know. And that's what you want is you want people to realize just how how much easier it makes decision making and how much more fun it could be to do it with um, using augmented reality. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Like, if you show them something that that a, a use case that is extremely relevant to their current life, and Amazon is doing that now too, um, where you can look at furniture or other things and just place it in your room. I mean, a lot of the sites are doing that now, which is kind of helpful um, when you're trying to visualize thing, things for sure. I, I was um, mm-hmm. you know, doing my daughter's um, redoing my daughter's. Uh, bedroom and um i went to living space living spaces i don't know if they have living spaces across the u.s but in, in the california they do and i i basically built her room in 3d on a web browser inside of the you know their website and i printed it out and i moved around the furniture and i put in the measurements of the room and i've never done that before 
Um, and it was, it was easy and fun, you know? Um, and I printed it out and I was like showing her what her room's going to look like. Um, and it really helped for me to, to understand like what space she was going to have available and all of that, you know, and I, obviously I'm a technologist, but I didn't even know that the site had that, you know, until I was like fumbling across it. So I guess moments like that are what are going to drive more engagement, right? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely like that. And for you, it's like your daughter is the stakeholder. You're trying to get her to be, you know, to agree or to get excited about it, and you want to plan it together. And I think that's where, um, you know, this sort of decision support using augmented reality comes into play because we can use things like a virtual fit-out. In the case of, like, a commercial office space, we can use a virtual... It's not virtual staging if you're thinking about it for an office property, but, but that's kind of what it is. And so... These are tools to be able to help people have a spatial understanding. And, and prior to using um, a spatial tool, you know, you're not able to solve that problem in that way. You know, it's a little bit like, you know, because my dad's, a, you know, my dad's an architect by training um, and was a general contractor, you know, he's really good at sketching. Well, not everybody's good at sketching. And so it's a little bit like, you know, if you don't have those skills, then augmented reality um, and using virtual tools to to help convey what it is that you're trying to to share with somebody. It's just it helps you. It helps get that job done so much faster. And uh, is a, and it's it's difficult for people to understand um, spatial configuration if they're not used to it. Like there's a lot of people that can look at a 2D floor plan and get it, but the majority of people look at it and they don't understand. Um, we're not taught how to understand those things. And I love that. I love that too. Um, <laughs> so um, let's talk more about spatial first then. And so how are you coming into all the things that we talked about? Like what's your, you know, approach? Yeah. So our approach is that spatial problems need spatial solutions. And so it's a little bit like dovetailing off of all of these things we've discussed. And we're really born out of um, this, uh, you know, world of augmented reality and virtual reality um, universe where we saw, you know, myself and my co-founders saw that, um, that the tools of today um, with, you know, some engineering and IP that, that we're creating can be deployed already uh, to help people in the commercial uh, real estate industry convey what a space can become, uh, you know, using our tools. And so we're using augmented reality on a mobile device, so built for iOS. And that, and in that, what we're doing is we're taking a 3D map of the world, um, and then we're putting in a, a digital twin of a building, so creating a 3D model of a property, um, and then placing inside of that either um, reality capture, so again, like a scan, a 3D scan, or a hypothetical uh, build-out of a space, um, to be able to show somebody, like, from the outside and from all of the amenities around that location and then all the way into inside of the building, um, being able to show them, like, here's what this space is all about. Um, and like you mentioned before, you, your friends don't want to put VR headset on I don't blame them. I mean, I I like it, but I'm also I'm you know very into VR, but not everybody does, and it's not always socially acceptable to do that. So, 
um, getting somebody to be able to explore a space inside and out and then being able to layer that up with data and relevant information for the broker to um, be able to deep link into emails or deep link into um, building information like uh, CRM or um, CoStar data, VTS data, those kinds of things. Um, that's where you know we see this as using augmented reality to build a spatial interface um, for exploring and understanding properties. And, and, um, and how long do you think it will be before this is like standard operating procedure for realtors, say? I mean, we are thinking that it's about uh, five years out when spatial computing is really going to be, you know, absolutely changing everything in the way that it's done right now. Um, Because, as you mentioned before, there's certainly a lot of Luddites in the real estate industry and specifically to this vertical, uh, or specific to this vertical, um, there's definitely, uh, you know, resistance to technology and resistance to change for, for some of these um, owner-operators. But um, we, from everybody that we've interviewed and talked to and our, our early customers, um, their desire to be able to, you know, um, explore spaces spatially, to be able to access information spatially, there is a desire for that now. So it's going to take a while to reach, I think, critical mass, but you have to start somewhere, and um, we know that that's sort of like any any new technology really has to have the early adopters and early evangelists, um, you know, who are also your guinea pigs as you're, you know, as you're still, um, you know, figuring out some of these very, very tough questions. And, and do you feel like um, just, in, just in terms of like where the industry is, you're not having to, and you, you kind of told me this already, you're not having to explain from the get-go anymore like you know people are coming at the table a little bit more educated than they were in the past definitely the, the difference though is that there's a lot of confusion and I think that this has to do with the way that property marketing has been sold previously and it's very fragmented it's like a lot of mar- you know a lot of photographers or a lot of old ways of doing things like a 360 photograph is not a video. Um, but some people might call it a video or they might call a slideshow a video. I mean, it's all of that stuff where, you know, you want to make sure people understand how this is different and, and, and all of the tech behind uh, running augmented reality and computer vision over a mobile device and, and <laughs> you know, showing them the power of that to, um, to totally reorganize the way that um, we communicate about place and property. Um, and, you know, and the, the application is, in fact, called, our, our first product is called PlaceTime. Um, and that's really because we, we do believe that by using these new tools, you can, you know, you can place shift. You can show, you can take a space to somebody and you can take them to the space and you can time shift. So you can, you know, change the, the amount of, you know, of showing them, you know, this is the future, this is the moment, this is now. And, and this is the past. So we have the ability to kind of, you know, go between these things in a way that we haven't been able to do before um, in an application. So I'm very, um, I think once people see it and they have it in their hands, it's again, it's the light bulb just kind of goes on immediately because they're like, oh, I've never, I, I've never had an, an interaction like this before. I, it, you know, it's just like they, 
they kind of go, oh, wow, like, this is so cool, and this, this makes sense. Um, so, right, yeah, right. but getting that into everybody's hands, you know, when we have our, uh, the uh, launch of our public-facing app, um, that will really change things because then I think that discoverability, especially for, you know, a company like ours, for people to discover and to be able to experience it themselves is going to be very important. I love um, uh, the the idea that it's just around around the corner, and some of us have been waiting so long <laughs> yeah. for, for it to kind of you know for it to kind of light up. Um, we're going to take one last break, but when we come back, I would love to hear from you. Just you know, any thoughts you have about the industry overall and where it's headed, and what what are some of the announcements or things that that are you know are happening that are really exciting? I mean, people are really excited about the Facebook Quest. HMD just because it's $400 and very powerful and it may get VR into people's hands that, you know, haven't had it before and things like that. Moments like that right now that are really going to speed up adoption of all of this. Um, So we're going to be back in a moment with the fabulous Emily Ullman, who's dropping insights on the um, future of augmented reality as it relates to the real estate vertical and uh, sort of um, climbing the mountain of innovation with uh, Spatial First. Well, I've never used that expression before. I, I think I might not again. <laughs> no, it's a good one. I like it. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody. We are back on the Tech Cat Show. We've been talking to Emily Ullman of Spatial First, um, giving us some great insights. As I mentioned, mountain of innovation (laughs) about real estate and augmented reality. 
And Emily, I know you were sharing sort of um, some of the trends in this space, but some of the tech too seems to be coming to an interesting point. Um, I know you wanted to share with us some of the things that are happening out there. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things that's coming, um, and and again, this is um, how the technology has evolved, but the cameras on our phones, uh, the cameras on our devices are a fascinating, um, you know, they're evolving into being a really critical piece of infrastructure um, to be able to use augmented reality in a scalable way um, because the phone knows where it is um, relative to its location. Um, but indoors, for instance, you know, being able to have a, you know, use your phone or wearing a, a device that can look around the room by, you know, waving your phone around the room, um, it will be able to recognize where it is. Um, and that's really important. It's, it's like because your phone knows where it is, that means you can put content there that is um, persistent. So this idea of persistence where content is not only the place that you, it's where you left it, it'll be where you left it when you come back to it, or if somebody left something for you, it will be there for you, and that multiple people can view it at the same time. So being able to interact with this augmented reality content, um, the camera is that really, really critical piece of, of uh, you know, hardware, if you will, that enables this with the, te- you know, with those SDKs running underneath it that allow it to uh, place itself um, so that's one thing I wanted to mention because that that actually makes it so that uh, we can do incredible things indoors, um, and then you're going to also see because of all the the ability for for tracking um, with things like you know I was on a um, a roller coaster in November in Germany um, having a VR experience um, where you know you get into VR I'm doing free roam VR um, entering into this um, you know new world. Um, and then getting onto a roller coaster and doing the whole thing in virtual reality being tracked flawlessly, right? So those are things that would have terrified me before, both because I was afraid of, like, getting sick or nausea or anxiety around fear of heights. But when, I'm, when I was in VR and getting onto the roller coaster, um, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that was an aha moment for me, like, location-based experiences with, uh, with virtual reality, with, um, with precision, right? So precisely being able to place content where it's relevant to somebody. Now, that's an entertainment example, but you could extrapolate that to any other business use case. So that's where I see this becoming just, you know, an incredible um, uh, disruption in the way that we, uh, that, that we are, you know, looking at all of this, um, this technology right now and how it can be applied. Uh, now, when we look in our crystal balls um, and we look at five years from now, you know, what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, in five years' time, I certainly see the um, the evolution of the digital twin and sort of this, you know, with augmented reality, augmented or AR cloud. Um, I see that, you know, some of these predictions like, uh, you know, Charlie thinks the world will be painted with data being um, very much uh, very much true. I mean, it, it's, it is going to head this way where we will have um, so much, um, so much information available to us at our fingertips um, in a way that we've never had it before. So um, digital twins, we, we believe it's called the spatial utility. So at Spatial First, we, we sort of look at this as, okay, well, um, just like you've wired up your building for broadband or for cable in you know, previous decades, 
we'll be wiring up our world for AR, and uh, that will happen through spatial utility, through, um, through those types of services. That's so cool. And what, what about, um, are you speaking, I know you and I are actually going to a conference next week um, called Realcom, um, which is uh, about real estate, but uh, what other places are you going to be where you're going to be sharing the magicalness of Spatial First? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yes, so, um, so yeah, so next week I'll be at Realcom uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, talking uh, with you and uh, some of my other very esteemed colleagues, um, uh, Microsoft and Bad VR, um, CBRE, to talk about how we're all, you know, viewing this and using it. So that, that'll be great, and I believe that'll be recorded. Um, I don't have any other planned uh, trips. Um, I know I'm you know, going to be recording another podcast um, next week with Disrupt CRE, um, not, but not uh, I think... <laughs> Say that again? I said it won't be as much fun as this has been, though. No, oh, no. <laughs> it'll be it'll be all about offices. <laughs> all about offices. So uh yeah, but I think that the um those are the those are the places I'll be um in the coming weeks. And you know, I'm gonna put be having also I think it's really it's really hard because I wanna go to all of these conferences, but we um you know, I'm trying to keep my head down in a way and focused on company building and also articulating this so maybe you know you'll see me more on medium or on linkedin well, with some articles and some posts that i'm working on because i i really feel like um it's really a, a a duty of the people that are um out on the frontier to be able to translate this for people who want to understand and they just don't know where to start so oh, i also that's, run that's, the yeah that's great go ahead oh i was just going to say that's great what's your tell us your handle again so people can follow you yeah, so on Twitter, um, you can get us at uh, Spatial First. It's S-P-A-T-I-A-L-F-I-R-S-T. Um, also at Olman Emily, O-L-M-A-N-E-M-I-L-Y. Those are my Twitter handles. Um, and uh, on the web, www.spatialfirst.com. And those are probably the best ways to reach me. And are there other people that you would recommend to people to follow? We mentioned Charlie, Charlie Fink is a, a Forbes writer who's really um, been driving a lot of information about the space, and you can find him all over the Internet, and he just released a book, a second uh, installation of a book called Metaverse. But are there any other leaders in the field that you recommend reading or, or following? Yeah, I mean, for me, the meta, I mean, Metaverse and Convergence, those are definitely required reading for anybody following the space, specifically because the contributors are so stellar. And everything from spatial audio to with Amy LaMare and uh, Mike Boland, who's an analyst, um, talking about projections, you know, really looking at and being uh, very much like, you know, what is this going to look like in five years from a financial perspective and what, you know, what are the uh, projections for enterprise? Um, you know, I, I would say uh, there's some crossover into blockchain that interests me very much. Um, uh, companies like uh, Veritoken. Um, I like, in terms of leadership in the space, you know, it's still a very small community. So, um, the ARVR Women and Allies group is, is fantastic helping people get into this and also learn from other creators. Uh, the VR AR Association and, and that you can also follow at um, 
V-R-A-R-A underscore S-S, um, because we post a lot. I run the association with, um, with a co-president, and we, we post a lot about uh, white papers and research and those kinds of things uh, to get people involved. Um, you know, and I, I would say, you know, read, read up and attend these, um, these amazing places. Like now people can go to One Dome in San Francisco and have an LBE, um, you know, location-based experience uh, with augmented reality. Um, in Las Vegas, they can go to have these experiences. And I just think um, from the void to One Dome to all of these other uh, places around the world, um, there are, you can have a hands-on experience um, and and start to get you know get you know, get your own opinions about it and and interact with it or just download apps you know those are those are the kinds of things that are available to you right now uh, without any kind of education just you know download the apps and play with them jump in jump in absolutely well we yeah. have been chatting with the fabulous Emily Ullman who's CEO of Spatial First so check out Spatial First and follow Emily um, so many great insights about this exciting world that spills out into all sorts of different business opportunities and consumer opportunities and wraps around so many of the trends we've been talking about um, in the last year. So thank you so much, Emily. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, been a pleasure. Absolutely. I love I love your questions, and I, this has just been a blast. And we will all be hanging out more with Emily next week in um, Nashville. Um, not only listening to country music, I guess, but also <laughs> timing <laughs> the topic of immersive technologies and real estate. So I will talk to all of you next week. Thank you again, Emily, and everybody have a great week and jump into AR and check out Spatial First. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 